Hello and welcome to the Black Arrow's Employment Team podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is aimed at managers and business owners and aims to keep you on the street and narrow with your staff. My name is Simon Nelson. I'm head of the Black Arrow's Employment Team. This is our Listen and Learn season of podcasts. Welcome to episode two of season five of Employment Law in Your Pocket. We welcome along Donna Reynolds and Jack Boyle. How are you doing today, you two? You find me in a sombre mood today. Oh, how so? Mm. How so? What's well, happened? Can I speak directly to the listener for just <laughs> okay. a second? What? Well, this hasn't happened before, has it? Mm. All is... will become clear. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on you go. On, your, on you go, Donna. Dear listener, on behalf of my co-presenters Simon Allison and Jack Boyle and the entire <laughs> award-winning employment law team, I would like to apologise unreservedly for the inappropriate and rude comment made in episode one of season five. What did we say? What did we say, Donna? It was so... Excuse me? Okay, on you go, on you go. The rude comment about Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Whether you are a fan or not, dear listener of Miss Bullock, Lukeism has no place in our team, nor in the service or learnings we offer to you. Both Simon and Jack acknowledge that they are no oil paintings, and in Jack's <laughs> case, given his recent haircuts, neither are in a position to comment on the attractiveness or otherwise of anyone else. <laughs> Appropriate action has been taken, and whilst I cannot divulge the details of that action, let's just say that if you have a particularly thorny issue or a troublesome employee that you would not wish on your worst enemy, you may want to get in touch now for some help. <laughs> That's fine. That's Sorry, fine, isn't daughter. it? I mean, I would say she's kind of, you know, hashtag frozen face. <laughs> what Just do you apologised. Don't Sandra Bullock. Work. Plastic, not fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. move on. Stop. Who knew? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to tell a story <laughs> about a situation which we've encountered. Obviously, we're not going to disclose the client details. That's all confidential. Once we've talked a bit about the story, then we shall talk about the law which uh, underpins the story. And we give our three takeaway tips. Okay, we're on episode two just now. You've probably already heard episode one, but if you haven't, then stop. Go back to the beginning. We're telling the story in order. No point missing important plot points by skipping ahead. And it's one story told week by week. Okay. So to pick up where we left off last episode, we'll all remember that Bruce is employed as a scientist and he made a serious error in his job and his employers were considering whether or not that error amounted to gross misconduct. Okay, so Bruce's employers choose to do nothing with him on the basis of his early admission, his reflection and his remorse. However, the following week, an anonymous complaint is received by his employers. The complaint is alleged to have been received by Bruce's colleagues. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Um, the complaint alleges that Bruce has knowingly made errors in the past. The complaint ends by stating, speak to Rick he will back up what we say. What should the managing director, Tony, do? What do you think then, team? Mm. Tough one. Tough one, yeah. I suppose if the complaint's anonymous and you don't know who's lodged the complaint, I might be tempted to ignore it because if the person who's raised the complaint was really serious about it, then surely would they not put their name to it? Yeah. How can the employer investigate something if they don't know who it is that has actually raised the issues? Presumably there's a grievance procedure which they can adopt, they can lodge a grievance, can't they, I suppose? Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I can see the point, but what if that complaint contains some serious health and safety issues? Or what if there were regulatory issues with the pharmaceutical regulatory body that you mentioned in episode one? Oh, yeah. Okay, good thinking, Donna. And so potentially the employer could run into difficulties if they ignore the complaint. 
I think there's certainly the potential for that. Um, I suppose it depends on the subject matter of the complaint. Okay. Okay, yeah. Stand corrected as usual. Nice. Nice to be school, Jack, isn't it? Every day is a school day. That's why I come to work, Si. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we all agree there may be times when an employer can ignore anonymous complaint, but to be very careful, particularly if they have legal or regulatory responsibilities to look into. Yeah, you want to be careful. Okay, so what are your thoughts, people, where an employer is investigating and they have been taking statements from the employees? Should these statements be anonymised before being released to the employee being investigated? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can certainly see the logic behind that, especially, for example, if it's a vulnerable young employee who's maybe been harassed or something quite sensitive like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're very nervous about coming forward and they say that they're only willing to give a statement if the employer promises to keep it anonymous surely the employer's got some kind of duties on that to protect the the wishes of the victim yeah i suppose so i suppose so i mean it's not that uncommon for people to say exactly that i feel a bit nervous so please don't mention my name and so i can see i can see the force in what you're saying there but i don't know i think you need to exercise some caution the employer needs to be careful here and remember that the employee in the hot seat needs to get a fair hearing one of the common lines of defense is motive Uh, so-and-so has got it in for me and they're just telling lies. Does an anonymous complaint deprive the employee of their ability to argue that motive? Yeah, I can see your point, Donna. We had a case in the last month, Jack, whereby an employee acted for an employee and the employer gave the employee a statement by various employees which was anonymised. Yeah. That was hard to do, wasn't it, Jack? Very difficult, yeah, because I think that person was wanting to argue that you know, there's a couple of people within the workforce, it's a fairly large workforce and a couple of people that he'd perhaps had a run-in with in the past or that yeah, had yeah. an axe to grind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because he didn't know who was who was making the allegations, you know, who was saying these things about him, he wasn't able to pursue that line of argument. Sure, ultimately he resigned, didn't he? Lost a claim against the employer. He did, yeah. So we'll see how that transpires yeah. in the of time. Keep our eyes on that one. Mm-hmm. I think as well the employer need to be realistic as well. Particularly in a small employer, you know, anonymising the statements could uh, perhaps do more harm than good. Yeah, sure. So like nine times out of ten, the employee in question probably be able to work out who it is anyway that's clipped on them. Clipped on them? Clipped. Snitched. (laughs) (laughs) Snitched on them. Grassed on them. (laughs) Snitches get stitches. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's, it's generally not that difficult for the employee who's being investigated to use the process of elimination and work out who's given the statement anyway. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, what about, uh, let's say, anonymous complaints tweeted to Blackadders. Let's say someone complains to Blackadders and says, Jack Boyle is really cruel to old women, particularly Sandra Bullock. Here we go again. I like like Sandra Bullock. She's in my top (laughs) ten. But what should that that be dealt with, do you think, as a complaint by Blackadders HR, do you think? that be ignored do you think i think more of us use we use social media more and more these days don't we so it's not your necessarily your traditional handwritten or type letter that'll be handed in so just because it's on twitter i don't think you should ignore it no 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 Mm. look at all the supermarkets and things that 
you know, people get a mouse in the bag of crisps and they tweet it and they try <laughs> to get free gift vouchers and stuff. Is that that case talking about Jack? Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of our former colleagues is a, is a, a serial tweeter of supermarkets and things about bad produce that they've purchased. Yeah, sure. Hashtag shame on you, Sainsbury's. Other <laughs> <laughs> uh, supermarkets are available. <laughs> okay, so let's do our three takeaway tips then, people. Tip number one. Tip number one, don't just assume that an anonymous complaint can be ignored. Okay, good tip. Tip number two, think about the content and substance of the complaint. If it strays into whistleblowing or regu regulatory issues, be safe, keep yourself right and investigate what you can. Okay, and tip number three, Donna? Last but not least, be very careful if anonymising witness statements and have a good reason for doing it. Yeah, okay. You probably want to document your reasons at the time. Sure. Because worst case scenario, you're standing before an employment judge and you're going to have to explain that. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Okay, well, if you... That kind of wraps us up, I think, guys. We've that does, covered, I think. covered mm -hmm. a lot of information about anonymous complaints today. So for dear listeners, uh, moving on from that heartfelt apology regarding Sandra Bullock. Hashtag frozen face. Hashtag Boys. plastic, not Please. fantastic. If you enjoyed the podcast, <laughs> please subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Go on, go on, press that little button that says subscribe. <laughs> Come on, treat yourself the way you want to. <laughs> if you spare 20 seconds, then please do give us a review. Positive or negative, we like your feedback, don't we, team? We do. Love Good it. stuff. Oh, well. So, is that us done? I think that's us done. Happy days. Mm. That was quick. Cheers. And cheerio. Tiddle pip. <laughs> <laughs> next time on Employment Lawyer In Your Pocket. So Tony instructs his HR manager to dismiss Bruce. His HR manager suspends Bruce and invites him to attend a disciplinary hearing, making it clear that the outcome of the hearing may be his dismissal. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>